This podcast discusses naughty experiences, uses naughty language, and all the naughty things your parents won't want to hear about. Talk dirty to me. Everyone's in quarantine at the moment, so I've had to call my guests via, like, FaceTime audio and have recorded it on my phone. So if this sound lags at any point, I sincerely apologize. So what I like to do at the beginning of each episode is have my guests say their state their name, their pronouns, and then tell me a or tell us a fact about. I mean, it can literally be about anything in life. Um, and then a lesson learned from an awkward situation. So whenever you're ready. Okay. So, hi, my name is Dakota. Um, she, her, are my pronouns. A random fact is that right now in 2020, there's a global pandemic going on. We just need that on the record. <laughs> um, you heard and, it here first, kids. <laughs> and... Something that I've learned from an awkward situation. This is actually one of my favorite phrases in the world because I tend to be a very awkward person. Mm -hmm. Is that like things are only as awkward as you make them. Even if you feel super awkward inside, if you project like non-awkwardness, then it just won't be weird. Or maybe it will, but it'll be tolerably weirder to get through. Yeah, Oh, I love that. Someone's lesson learned recently was like, if you have an awkward encounter, just pretend like it didn't happen. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess it's on the same level of like, it kind of, not denial, but hiding, trying to reject the thought of something having not gone right. So just sort of, yeah. But that's a that's a good one. It's one of the the one of my best friends growing up would if anyone was if something was awkward like an awkward silence or whatever. You know when you're 14 years old or whatever and people were like, "Oh, awkward." My my best friend, she would literally say some, something like to that degree. She'd be like, "It's not awkward unless you say that." Or like, "Well, now it's awkward because you've said that." Or something. Yeah. yeah. It's a good point. I like that. Um, Moral of the story, just pretend your awkwardness doesn't exist. There we go. There we go. Pretend your awkwardness doesn't exist. I love that. Thank you. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt because I'm pretty awkward too. I think I project. I'm so... I over-explain everything. I talk too much to make me feel more comfortable in, like, not having to sit in silence with anybody. Um, oh yeah me too because yeah because it's something where if you as they say like if you can have a comfortable silence with someone then it's then you know then you're set or whatever it's probably phrased better than that but but if it's silent and things are uncomfortable then you know run so what have you been doing kind of to to keep your days well to stay alive during this really wretched time I've been trying to keep my schedule as normal as possible, mm-hmm. trying to work out, work on skincare, work on creative projects. Mm-hmm. I've been 
doing a lot of DJing lately, which is nice. And then also just checking up and in with my friends, making sure everyone is also surviving because you know what? The only way we're going to get through a community disease is together. I mean, I just sent kind of a copy and paste message to like 10 people or so. One was to a group chat with people I was close to freshman year and haven't spoken in like six months or whatever. Uh, Haven't seen them in probably a year and a half as well. And it was just like a, you know, stay safe, hope you're well, whatever. And it's, they individually, two of the three sent me messages and was like, that was really sweet. Or, you know, like my aunt's pretty ill at the moment, stuff like that. So it's nice to kind of just check in with people, um, especially, yeah, like my, um, a good family friend of ours who kind of took care of me a lot when I was ill in sophomore year. She, I sent her a message the other day and ended up speaking on the phone with her for a while because turns out she was exposed. Um, and so she's been in quarantine and she's like, doesn't have much family and everything. So she's, she, and I don't think she would have reached out to tell me this. Um, so it was, and then we called and we were talking for a while. So, so I think it's just, you know, even a short message, even just to like, or even sending someone like a funny meme or gif or something stupid it's it will go a long way in terms of making people feel like they're not completely alone in case they are physically alone and even if they're not you know i think it's a nice gesture because it doesn't take any time it takes it doesn't. 20 seconds and it say. could make someone's day you know yeah, everyone needs like some kind of happiness right now dakota is also a senior at university as well and i've we've known each other since probably like week two of freshman year right something pretty i mean i met you the first night (laughs) oh wait when you were okay so there were loads of my my i was in a quad there were me and my actual roommate where we still i literally was messaging her this morning i miss her so much um we stayed in touch but there were issues with our sweet mates um and they the first night it was very much like i went to see my friend because i was so anxious to be in this new place well not new york city is not new for me but this new university and you know a whole change of life i was like Ugh! but all of my sweet mates went out is that the night when did you go out with them is that when i met you yes i came oh, over my and my roommate <laughs> So, um, Dakota and my roommate have been friends for a long time, so she, yeah, she, oh my god. Wait, fuck, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I had come over to go out, you Uh know, first night in college, ready to go crazy. We have, Dakota and I have known each other since what we just realized was day one of freshman year. Jeez, that was, god, that was so long ago. That was just... just thinking we've had so many experiences since literally and i mean and even if there's a period of time we don't see each other there's always a long text coming with an update um (laughs) of course (laughs) of course i mean dakota had a a million horror stories for me and it was more or less about the same like few people (laughs) um and yeah it was kind of about the same but it what was what I realized with your stories is it was kind of, there was always a break between seeing these people. And I don't mean seeing them in like an intimate way, but I mean, literally coming across them. It was as if the universe was telling you, okay, you have time to get over it. Fuck off. Like, fuck you. That's a lie. Ha ha ha. I'm going to put it back <laughs> in the canteen. <laughs> um, 
So I know that in... So basically, for context, um, I never went out. Like, ever. In freshman year, I had a fake ID, and it was just a piece of shit. So I was always afraid it was going to get taken away from me, and then I had an irrational fear that I was, like, going to get arrested or whatever. I don't know. that. No, I've never told anyone that. But, hey, no, I'm here. Oh, it was so stupid. But then there was one time... It was, like, one of the first times I feel like I... Well, no, I think I'd gone out since then. But pretty early on in the year um we had gone out at one point together to a house party yes I was actually the opposite I loved going out freshman year I thought like the ultimate college experience was being able to go out in New York um Mm -hmm. now I know better however but yeah (laughs) one of our first nights going out I remember you invited me to a loft party and it was like massive beautiful Mm -hmm. and I remember talking to the guy that you were seeing about it and he mentioned how it was like a converted dance space I was like peak New York house party living right now but like the dream house like no one else could do that I think he was he was like living with his mom's friend I don't know it seemed so weird like there were she was an artist or something and there were paintings all over the place that were like clearly an artist. I just remember looking through a record collection, like in the middle of the party, because it was just like right there. There were a bunch of college kids in like a beautiful home. Like. Yeah, it was. But I also recall there was only because I remember there was a. It was in the. It was like the penthouse, I guess. But yeah, there was the loft upstairs, which obviously they didn't want us going to because I remember there was shit. They had put so much stuff on the staircase we couldn't go up. But then I just remember there was one bed. Yeah. And then I don't know if he was on like a pullout or whatever, but now that I think about it, that was a really sketchy setup of that apartment. Um, the whole thing. Whack. Yeah. However. But yeah, there was a happy ending from the story. Not for me, but for Dakota. Um, Also, I think the only person that got a happy ending that night was um, Mm. William, but we'll get to that. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So... Basically, uh, this party, I immediately walking in, there were two men that caught my eye. Mm -hmm. Uh, The first was named James, and the second was named William. Um, James had, like, beautiful tattoo, like, my ideal man, like, long, brown, (laughs) curly hair. William was, like, fine, you know? He was, like, my backup if James didn't work out. Um, unfortunately, James did not work out that night, but I ended up playing beer pong. Ugh, sounds so cringy, freshman year college stuff. Um, with William the rest of the night, and then came time to, you know, go home, and I was like, okay, let's mosey on home. (laughs) Um, so we walked all the way through Soho, and I had to sign him into my dorm. Um... Yeah, I'm into my freshman year dorm. Mm-hmm. We had a very mediocre night together. Mm-hmm. And then he left. And I was like, that's great, because this is a twin bed anyway. Oh, and I thought that was the end of it, right? Mm-hmm. We didn't go to the same university. Um, he just had friends at my university. I like knew I would never end up at a party like that again. So I really thought I was just like 
in the clear and I had a good night. The person that he was with, though, did he go to our university? They were roommates. William and James lived under the same roof. They were roommates. Let's stress that. So. Oh <sighs> so they had two other roommates. <laughs> so, whatever. I ended up seeing William, or James, I think. Yeah, James, yeah. the one that I took home that night, um, a few <laughs> times around campus, which was very, very strange to me because I was like, I don't like this. Um, at one point, he was sitting behind me in the library, and I turned around, and I like audibly gasped and then moved away. He didn't even say hi, but it's fine. I didn't say hi either. <laughs> um, oh and so about a year later, I'm perusing on Tinder. And who do I see but dear William? Oh my gosh. William, who I thought was so cute at that party mm -hmm. and who I let slip through my fingers <laughs> for James. So, he messages me. He super likes me, first of all. And he messages me. <laughs> um, Did he remember you from the party? So, no. Oh my God. He told me that one of my friends went home with his roommate at that party. Wait, so he didn't know it was you? He did not know it was me. Um, while we were on the date, we were talking, and I had, like, mentioned a party that I had seen him at and mm -hmm. about a year ago and how I thought he was very cute and how I recognized him because they had the same tattoo mm -hmm. in his Tinder photos. It was, like, a very cute date experience, mm -hmm. truly. Mm -hmm. um, but, yeah, he goes, oh, yeah, I was, yeah, I was there, and I mentioned who I was with and I actually told him I was with you and that was when he said oh yeah one of her friends went home with my, or took home my roommate oh. I didn't really have the heart to tell him over guacamole or margaritas that that was me so <laughs> oh my god did he ever did I mean obviously James probably well I don't know did um did he ever tell him did he ever find out no Oh my god. It's up to these two pea brains to, to put brain. two and two together yeah. and figure that out. Oh my god. <laughs> but I had my fun and that was the important yeah, thing. Yeah, there we go. Um and what happened? All thanks to you. <laughs> yep, that's true. You're welcome. Um that that was a that was a crazy I'll always remember that party. That was crazy. I mean, from the, the decor to this incredible happy ending um oh yeah you're welcome like uh, probably the i think at one point we hadn't spoke well no we speak a lot but we hadn't seen each other in like over a year because you went you went to study abroad at one point so i did to, yeah. i went to prague you went to prague so do you have do we well i know we do but <laughs> <laughs> tell, tell our sexy listeners our beautiful listeners do we have um stories to share from prague of course. So I actually want to say, like, in terms of my dating life, mm -hmm. Prague was really where, like, I developed my dating personality. Um, 
So given the fact that classes were essentially non-existent and <laughs> there was only one thing to do in that city, which was go out, right. I developed a very strong affinity for Tinder. Um, I think I probably went on 15 to 20 dates just off Tinder alone while there. Um you know, some were great, some were not. Yeah. I ended up doing a challenge for one week where I went out with a different boy every single night for five nights straight. Um, and that was great because it was like speed dating. But I will say by like the last night, it was incredibly I was done. I was like, I don't want to talk about myself anymore. I don't want to get to know anyone else. Not all of them were diamonds, let me tell you. But Were they overall, all from Prague? Um, no, it was actually most of the people there were study abroad kids from other areas of Europe. So I really learned how to date European men while <laughs> I was there. Um, and that was very interesting. Yeah. And, you know, like I did end up having like one of my favorite um tinder dates was this boy who personified he basically copied 2013 alex turner am aesthetic oh. and it was absolutely oh ridiculous that's but like obvious... your wet dream <laughs> <laughs> exactly it's like you look at it from afar and you're like oh like this is such like he's such a poser but then you know you're like mm. actually and he was a singer so mm. i actually ended up planning a date with him a double date with him at this bar with my really good friend and we went to that same bar the night before for her birthday celebration mm -hmm. and we look behind us in line and him and his friend were also there and we're like shit we're all supposed to go on a date tomorrow too. oh my god and you'd already <laughs> set that up no we didn't set that up it just like we happened to yeah all like be planning to go to this bar two nights in a row um and it was really nice things with my friend and his friend didn't really work out so well but I actually we went on another I think we went on like two more dates um and then he had some school issues so I didn't see him again for a really long time but I returned back to Prague a year later and I did see him again and that was very sweet he saying music to me in like his uh -huh. studio just like really living out my best life yeah. but... was he from Prague was this guy from Prague yes oh. he is from Prague and now he has a girlfriend so I really hope he's not listening to this his girlfriend is super cute jealous <laughs> like jealous of both of them to be honest oh my god well if he is hello um <laughs> um Oh, I love that. Yeah, it's yesterday. Um, I was speaking to someone else yesterday who I was, well, I was recording with someone else yesterday and she had gone abroad for a semester too. And she was telling me, about, but she had gone to France. So I heard a lot of stories about kind of the different attitudes between people in New York in terms of dating and people in, well, this french person um 
but in just we st- but it was even I mean she was even telling me about like how they were in like in a club in terms of approaching you but yeah it's it's interesting to kind of hear that the differences in yeah just like the culture I, and like yeah that. I definitely will say like it's like I feel like over there the men are a little bit more mature and there is mm-hmm. a basic sense of underlying respect. I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, they like, they like try and woo you versus yeah. here. If like you're on Tinder and you're going out on a Tinder date, the guy kind of knows where it's going to end up anyway. So he doesn't right. feel the need to put in that much effort, but like, it's kind of nice if you do, because yeah, you know, you feel you're like, like there for a time. Um, yeah, and, and so I would definitely say like basic maturity and like the way that they, yeah, the way that they approach women for sure is like completely different. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I've I've picked up that Tinder has been like a big theme in a lot of your stories. Is that tell me a bit more about your experience there? Like, do you? the difference in you as a freshman versus you as a 21 year old senior now and stuff do you have a different attitude towards it like do you find that you're looking sorry I feel like I'm asking 100 questions in one breath (laughs) Um, but do you are you sort of looking for something more serious now like tell me a bit more about your experience with the dating apps and stuff so I have never really used tinder for anything serious um Mm -hmm. I mostly use it to like truly like I love meeting new people I meet very interesting people and that's just like another way I meet interesting people and like I do enjoy going out on dates that is one of my favorite things to do is go out on a date try like a new bar see a new area meet someone new and like a lot of the dates that I go on like don't end up resulting in anything they just like end up becoming my friend like Mm. I have a guy that I went on a tinder date with I think like three weeks ago and like now we're just like very good friends chat Mm. all the time I've met like really cool like artistic people photographers I have like one time I went on a date with this guy and I ended up getting a whole photo shoot for free out of it it's just like for me it's yeah it's more of like a way to meet people for fun um I I'm currently not really looking for anything serious, but I am trying to start consider dating a little bit more maturely. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't really, not because I don't like think Tinder, like you can find like a long-term relationship from it or anything, but it's just, that's not really the way that I use it. Um, I don't know. I told myself I was going to be emotionally celibate until I find a full-time job. Okay. <laughs> that makes sense. That makes sense. Yes, just because I do get distracted very easily, yeah. and I, I don't want anyone to cloud that um, mm-hmm. right now during a very important transition time. But I definitely will say that, like, after, like, the freshman year screwing around sophomore year like being in Prague going on so many dates and even like the beginning of junior year like Mm -hmm. second half of junior year like I started to like I actually ended up really liking this boy who was in one of my classes Mm -hmm. um 
And that was really strange for me because I had to learn how to navigate like my feelings and not just like having a good time. Right. Um, this is Lucas, right? Is yes, okay. Lucas. It was, it was, it was very tumultuous for me. Ultimately, I learned a lot from it. But mm. one of the biggest things that I learned was like drinking on dates when I'm nervous is not a good look. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, like I can't. I think I don't think like. Every single time we went out, I was just so nervous. And I would end up, like, in my own bed, passed out, like, oh my gosh. without him, like, obviously. <laughs> like, it was, like, so, so embarrassing. Um, and I think, like, looking back on it, I'm able to, like, realize, like, wow, he, like, definitely was interested in me. And I shouldn't have been that immature. So, like, I, the way that I look at things is, like, I take things in stride. So like his purpose in my life, I guess, or like was to like teach me this. Yeah. And, you know, like I take the lessons that I've learned from him and just like letting my own insecurities get in the way. Like mm -hmm. I've taken those forward with me. And now when I do pursue slightly more legit things yeah. um, and, you know, about, Earlier this year, actually, I ended up seeing him, and it was really great to catch up. Um, he was shocked when I told him I was not as big of a partier as I was last year, <laughs> which is true. <laughs> I have severely calmed down. Um, and, yeah, I found out he is now the one that loves to party and get drunk. So you know what? Uh... That was a crazy thing. It's, it's like kind of ironic because that's what you thought was like turning him off of you. But so did you take it when you kind of when you realized that he's the party, you know, like almost as if the tables have turned. Did you see it as kind of unattractive now that you sort of stepped out the other end of it? I think I think I was more obsessed with protecting like the way that people looked at me mm -hmm. and like I was fixated on him for so long because like I hated the idea of having someone out there who would like think so poorly of me yeah and like have had like only seen that side mm -hmm. but then yeah I also just came to terms with the fact I'm like literally he doesn't give a shit about me and like, <laughs> and, like vice versa you know yeah um yeah, so I think that was, like, why I had held on to it for so long. Mm -hmm. And when I had seen him a year later and I could, like, kind of push all that aside and just, like, get to know him again as a person, I realized, like, truly how fundamentally incompatible we were. So, right. yeah. And did you – so, because you said, uh, like, uh, towards the start of the story that um, you – you could tell he was interested in you as well. Do you, what kind of, what do you think may have, because then you also just said you realized that he wasn't. Do you, what, do you reckon that there was something that he went, not that he went through, but something he experienced in himself or something that 
your behavior was like or something that sort of changed the way that you guys were around each other? Honestly, it's it's sad to say, but I really think it was like I was so scared of giving anything a real shot that like every single time I hung out with him, I would invite him to hang out with me and like my seven best friends, you know, like (laughs) it was never just like him and I like, I mean, there were times where like we would hang out like before class or something, just the two of us. But it's like, I mean, the first night he came out, like he came out with like, me and eight other people and like we went to like a beer garden and then a techno rave and we were out until like 6 a.m and like he was like a great sport about it all and he I I hope he had fun I think he had fun but um it was just like I don't think I ever really gave it a real shot and I think Right. It probably irritated him, you know, like yeah. if I was if I liked a guy and like he would invite me to hang out. And then every time he asked me to hang out, it was me and like my him and his bros. I'd be like, do you even want me here? Like, yeah, that's, I don't know. That's... I guess it's just a maturity thing. Yeah. Timing. Timing. Yeah. Sounds like there's a theme of kind of your, I guess, self growth or development and stuff through all of this how do you feel about dating now I I say this to like everyone that I meet which is like my ideal situation is like a consistent respectful hookup just because Mm -hmm. right now I don't really see Actually, right now there's a pandemic going on, so <laughs> the only relationships I will probably be having for the next month are going to exist online. Right. Um, but I don't know. I definitely feel like I am, of course, I, like, love to date and go out, and, like, I haven't lost that part of me that, like, wants to try out new places and meet new people. Yeah. But at the other time, to- on the other side of things, I do definitely feel like I'm ready to start settling down just Mm -hmm. because you know I want to say my dating life matches my like the way that my college experience has gone like perfectly right so freshman year Mm -hmm. partying and chaotic same with sophomore year junior year I've had I had to like come to terms and reconcile with some things including like how to pursue someone and be interested in them and then now it's like senior year and I've calmed down and I've like Mm. settled into a routine I haven't lost my funness per se but like Mm. you know I'm like so I feel like that's kind of the way that I look at my dating life is it like matches that like chaos to now like calmness saw you probably a month ago or so three or four weeks ago um where I went to pick you up from your dorm and then you so kindly swiped me into a dining hall for lunch uh dinner (laughs) again thank you for that um but I literally remember you walking out of the dorm with just an unbelievably different attitude than how I have seen you in the past. I mean, honestly, I thought to myself, I truly, like, thought to myself, she is just so different. Like, the, but in such a good way, in such a, in a really 
developed growth mature way there was i mean there was an uh, there was an air of like i really don't give a fuck about anything right now get out of my way i'm going through the turnstile first but (laughs) but then there was also very much uh like there wasn't so much of a presence of like i need to make i need to kind of care about anything else in in i don't really know how to explain it but it was so much more adult than how i would how i would have described freshman year you and i also back then i was the same way like i wouldn't have noticed you in a certain manner until now when both of us have like i've been in a serious relationship for almost two years now and stuff which is you know thinking about how i was on this day even like to this point in my life in sophomore year so different I mean I was so manic my hair was bright pink um <laughs> like it just it was so chaotic back then and to think that I it's almost like a re- reflection of how I hope I look now in terms of just everything about me seeing how you were a month ago versus seeing how you were the first day of freshman year like I said I went off to see my friend who had already been at the university for a year I was so anxious to be around new people and now you know I'm calling people up that some people I don't even know very well and some of my best friends now who I didn't know in freshman year and just to see the difference in how we are now versus when we first met is ridiculous yeah like it's crazy we're so different and I feel like the two of us have grown into the people that we we're supposed to grow into if that makes sense oh yes completely and like honestly it's been like it's been like so great like getting to watch us both go through this together you know like and like who knows in like 10 years (laughs) be like walking our kids together Mm -hmm. (sighs) and then we'll be like oh shit is that william oh (laughs) (laughs) um william and james will be walking around with like a red solo cup in their hand like in the street (laughs) (laughs) literally um amazing well thank you so much for taking the time to be on my podcast and thank you so much for having me this was so fun it was a good catch-up as well um but i always end with like the classic good old would you rather um so i'm just gonna do a few of those and then then we'll wrap up so the the first one is that these I always just go online in search would you rather because I I always end up writing what I want to talk about like noting down what I want to talk about five minutes before anyone calls so almost every single f- a conversation I've had with anybody have been like I need ten more minutes <laughs> I've just not been prepared until just beforehand um so yeah I just pulled these ones off of a website so we'll see so the first one is would you rather be stuck in an amusement park or a zoo but like a zoo where they take care of the animals because obviously no one's gonna choose a zoo unless the animals aren't like t- so maybe maybe like a, a safari range or something where you would still see penguins next to lions kind of thing so i guess a zoo but i don't know or an amusement park is this a shit question i think so i think so <laughs> <laughs> okay well whatever i'm gonna keep it in because funny um i think amusement park anyway especially if it was not that i can afford to be sponsored by like the big 
you know, the biggest amusement park in the world where they have worlds and, and lands and, you know, beautiful. I would say amusement park because, like, yeah, I would much rather get stuck at Disneyland or Epcot or something. Okay, yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was going for. I mean, I want to see the fireworks and not, like, caged gorillas. Um, exactly. Because they also, in Disney World, they also have a safari like spot so exactly there we go Two all right well that was a stupid question next um <laughs> would you um um okay all right would you rather sleep with someone who is not very experienced or somebody who's just off the rails experienced a maniac, sure. Okay. Yeah, I feel like that's probably been the general consensus for most people when having this discussion. Um, okay, and then... Yeah, that's... Okay, the next one... I have a few more, but they're all really as awful as the first one. I'm sorry, I've given you such shit ones. Um, have, like... Oh, okay, morning or evening sex? Oh... This is a hard one. Mm. Well, I mean... Okay, can we do, like, 5 a.m.? What are we considering that? Is that morning or evening? Well, morning is in you, you're, like, getting up. So it doesn't have to be a certain time, but is in, like, it's the first thing that you do when you wake up. So it wouldn't be 5 a.m. if you had just got home at 4.45. Um, I feel like morning sex, because I could, like... Yeah, I feel like I'd be much more relaxed if I started my day like that. <laughs> I mean, also, your partner would wake up ready. Let's not forget that. That is true. The guy will wake up ready. Um, that's fair. I don't know about me. I think, yeah, maybe morning. I don't know. I, I don't think I'm ever, like, bothered. It can be... No, you see, for me, I think it would have to be the evening because in the morning, despite my partner being, like, ready in the, from the get-go, I think I'm just... My brain is not really functioning until usually about half an hour to an hour after I've gotten up, and I don't want to just be, like, a plank and... I don't want to be, like, Flat Stanley and... Wow, I just sexualized Flat Stanley. <laughs> I don't want to just lay there like a board, you know what I mean? So, I don't know. I think also at the end of the day, it would just, I don't know, wear me out so I'm better, like, ready to go to bed. I don't know. But, okay, well, um, Dakota, thank you so much for for being on this podcast. I know that there've, there's been, uh, there have been technical issues, and I hope that the sound will come out solid in editing because there's been some really great content on this. And it's been good to catch up and also to just, like, fucking reminisce. Because, I know, truly reminisce. Truly reminisce, because I did not realize that it was, like, the first day that we had met. And then, obviously, I remember that the party that happened in freshman year. But it had been so long since I'd thought about it that I I, I kind of hadn't even put that much thought into how kind of bizarre the, the layout and living situation was of that party, if I'm taking anything away from this. Um, but... Yeah, it's been so good catching up and reminiscing and stuff. And it's always nice to catch up with people who I haven't, you know, to bring back the stories. And I forgot that William and James were roommates. So to hear that again. And they were roommates. (laughs) And they were roommates. (laughs) That's the highlight of this conversation. Um, (laughs) 
anyway thank you so much again and um of course yeah i'll well, i'll let you know when it's all published so thank happy you quarantine. happy quarantine wash your hands With the help of a bunch of other people who have made this podcast possible, I've compiled a list of rules that myself and my guests have to consent to before recording each episode. They are the following. If someone does not want to discuss something, they absolutely do not have to. Number two, respect privacy. Number three, if guests request not to have certain information shared, it is my duty to cut it out before publishing. Number four, correct use of pronouns for everyone. Number five, never use someone's actual name. This includes other people who will be mentioned in the stories. Number six, use of certain words. Before recording, we have established a few words that the guest or myself would not be comfortable using. They will be avoided. Number seven, this is not therapy. Our guest of the episode... Dakota, I consent to this podcast. Alongside myself. Olo, I consent to abide by these rules.